Welcome to the Suicide Prevention Show. I'm Jackie Simmons. I am the host of the show and you are in for such a treat. We're about to go and do what I didn't even know was possible. We're going to teach your soul how to dance. Actually, we are not. I'm going to be learning how to have my soul dance. Bonnie Wallace is going to teach all of us on how to build our body-soul connection so that our souls can go dancing with each other. Doesn't that sound like fun? All right, Bonnie, where are you? Here we go. Come on into the studio. You have the power. Don't we love technology? <laughs> hey! Hi. Hi. All right, so when you're talking, you might need to get a little closer to your mic. Okay. Try again. How's right. that? That, I can hear you just fine. Thank you very much. Are you? I'm good. I love the music and I love that PSA. <laughs> <laughs> I absolutely am grateful that you love that public service announcement. Yeah, that was really nice. Oh, that's cool. All right. Crabby. So, All right. So for those who were not haven't seen that particular um, PSA, you will find it online under Got Crabs and it'll be up on the YouTube channel. So, Bonnie, thank you for making the time to be here. I just really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. We've been talking about doing this. We've been talking about getting together, you know, and, and being able to share what you are doing, which I find totally, totally exciting. So, you know, I'm known for asking the tough questions. Ooh, before you discovered this body-soul connection? What was true for you? Take us in the world according to Bonnie. Well, in terms of dancing, what I've realized looking back over my life of over a half a century is I never stopped dancing. I started, you know, kindergarten, maybe preschool, danced all through regular primary school or elementary school, high school. Whoa, 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 back it, back it up. What kind of dancing were you doing in preschool? Oh yeah, you know, six little ducks that I once knew. I mean, little silly dances, fat ones, skinny ones, tall ones too. Yeah, we would do that <laughs> with the one, we turn around with the feather in his back. You know, we would do little, you know, things. Got it. Well, you've seen those, you know, the girls come out with the tutus and they just kind of walk out and they do a little thing and then they go back. Anyway. So you, you had a little bit of dance lessons and you had a lot of the fun songs from childhood. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I never stopped. And uh, after college, I danced and I danced in a few companies. I got pregnant. I got married first. <laughs> then I got pregnant and still danced with the baby in the tummy. Then the baby came out and I was nursing and I was dancing. And now here I am, my son is 18, my daughter is 16, still dancing. Cool. So I realize I can't, I can't, I can't not do it. Um, I make no money. <laughs> I mean, I do have charge, but I don't, you know, it's not, it's a labor of love. All right. So there we go. In your world, 
dancing is what you do, period. It's not necessarily how you earn your living because there are things that we do to pay the rent and then there are things that we do. And dancing is what you do. Dancing is what I do. Got that. All right. So this concept though of dancing with your soul, where did that come from? When did that come about for you? Because I get the dancing with the baby. Okay, I, 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 I did some of that. But where did the dancing with the soul come from? You know, uh, my daughter uh, dances at a church and the woman does worship dance. And what I see her do, I like her choreography, I like her style. And she expresses her appreciation and her religion and her faith through dance. I myself am not a, a very religious person, but I express my faith, my truth, my ideas of spirit, spirituality through movement. So that's kind of a part of it, I, you know, because it's, uh, yeah. All right. So before you found a way to express your spirituality through movement, what was true for you? Take us back to before you made the connection. Yeah. Wow. That's a hard question. Um, I realized it was more than just following the steps, right? You realize you, you, you're, especially in ballet, you're taught all the techniques Mm -hmm. You're taught all the steps. You're taught all the, the way you're supposed to hold your arms. Your shoulders are down. You know, your chest is open. You're taught all that. During the choreography, you're taught, you know, to step on your right, step on your left. But what you cannot teach is the feeling, right? Is the interpretation. Got it. The expression. So once I kind of felt really comfortable with steps I was able to then put my own little piece of uh, my own little technique into it and that's <laughs> when the magic happens for me got it okay so we're going back this up because I, I think this is just a beautiful metaphor for all of the wonderful inspiring journeys of life that start with steps. They, they start with mastering a skill yeah. and then being able to turn it into an expression. Yes. So take and tease out for us the skills from dance that apply to life. Mm. Let, let's play there a little bit. Okay. One thing in the dance studio is happens at least in my class is preparation. In my classes, I my classes are an hour long. Let's just say let's talk about my hour long class. I have a slightly longer class. About 40 minutes, 35 to 40 minutes is warming up, preparing for the choreography. So we do plies and we do, and you know, we do stretches and whatnot. And we do all that because it's good for our body and it's good for, 
you know, to stretch and warm up and be ready, but we also do it because when you're dancing and you need to do a plie, you it's there, you're not thinking about it. When you're dancing and you need to stretch your arm, you because you've done it, it's in your muscle memory. So it's there. Got it. So building the muscle memory as the foundation. Yeah, and there and that takes the preparation. So so and you can you you can apply that to anything in life. Even when you're talking, Jackie, you know, you have the skills to give the public announcement that you've already done. But because you've talked for so long and because you know you know, you have it in you, you don't, you know, you it's there. I won't argue with that. Um, the public so service announcements. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, there's that book, you know, the 10,000 hours or, you know, I, you know, some people argue about whether that's true or not, but that's the idea, right? You prepare no matter okay. what it is. If it's, and it's, it's really funny. You're talking about you prepare and, and I'm like, I don't prepare. I just come out and talk. And then when you kept talking, I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. It's not the first time I've told that story. So I, I have the memory of how I have told it before and that's preparation. Yeah. You know, so there we go, different language. You know, I would, I would think, and I don't even call that practice. It's just, I did it once, I can do it again. I didn't catch on that that would be considered preparation. I mean, now granted, I, I get you, I'm starting to get it because I got some basics of a framework for how to run a summit before I tried to do a summit. Yeah, I prepared by simply being willing to be guided, you know, in, in, in what it is. So this, you're right, this applies to everything. All right, so preparation, cool. What's next? Yeah. In dance, everything counts. You cannot walk onto the stage, you know, like your hand, you know, you can't see my whole body, but you know, like just sitting there waiting for the music to start and then, oh yeah, okay, here I am. You know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I mean, dancing, everything counts. If your arm is out, your arm is out, your shoulder is down, there's energy through the fingertips, your, your, your head is up, you know? If you're pointing your toe, your toe is pointed. If your toe is flexed, your, flex, your, your, your foot is flexed. You're not just hanging there. You're not just like hanging around. Everything counts. Got it. Everything counts. Okay, so I'm gonna apply this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're gonna work on the application. Everything counts. Wow, all right. Putting that into context of business, everything counts. If you're going to write an email, know that it's going to count. There's no throwaways. No throwaways. No throwaways. Okay, so we believe in the concept of, <laughs> yeah, I got, I got so many um, bumper sticker philosophy things flying through my head right now. Um, somebody espoused this idea of the way you do anything is the way you do everything. And I went, oh, no, it isn't. You know, the amount of attention I pay to some things and the amount of attention I pay to others is not equal. Could be improved. I agree with that, though. I agree with that. I mean, of course, if it's not, you know, the priority, you know, you always have to set priorities. But if it's something that matters to you, it counts. 
And it may not count to you, but it may count to your emailing, right? right. I mean, it, it counts. I so, get it. Okay. So, so now we've got preparation is key and spend the time to prepare properly. You know, somebody said, you know, practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. And I argue with that so much because I've got to be willing to be imperfect before I can end up having anything to practice, period. Yeah. So there's, there's this journey of learning the steps. Then, then I can perfectly practice them once I've learned them. Yeah. All right. So we've got the practice piece and then we've got the everything counts. If it matters to you, then every aspect of it matters. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's a good way to say it. Yeah. That works for me too. So thank you. So, so Bonnie, what's next? Okay. So the one other thing is I read a quote and this quote really spoke to me and it's dance is a conversation between the body and the soul. So I thought that's a really nice way to think about things in general, right? What conversation are you having with your soul in your work environment, with your family, with your kids? What, how do you make that connection? Um, What does that conversation look like? Yeah, good questions. So if dance is the conversation you have between your body and your soul, set to music, most of the time anyway, most of the time. Um, then what is my job? You know, is, is my ability, um, is my activity in my job also a conversation between my body and my soul? That's an interesting take on what I do for a living. Most of us don't necessarily, I mean, we take our bodies to work, but I know people who try to leave their soul, their spirit, their passion at home because they're afraid of being judged. You know, and we've had these stories shared where it's like my passion for reading angel cards, for one example. I can't bring that to work. They will think I'm crazy. Yeah. And this was one of the conversations that I've had with people. And I'm like, well, your body goes to work. You're, you're not taking your passion with you. And they weren't. And I don't think that this is a big enough conversation, buddy. I don't think it's had often enough that whatever activity you're doing could be, if you're willing, could be a conversation between your body and your soul. Um, earlier today, you had a guest on talking about the cred dust, the credibility dust. Yeah. And didn't he say, you need to show up with your heart or something like this, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Show up, be present, be Mm -hmm. there with your heart and, you know, with your heart and your soul. Yeah. Um, and you need to, you know, that's who you are and that's what people are going to come to appreciate. And that's when you can make the most impact. Would you agree? Well, I would have to say that I am living that now. 
this is um, still a relatively new experience for me to have a purpose-driven set of activities, to have a mission that I am on. And so I would say that, yes, it is true. It is becoming an observable phenomenon that now that I have found my purpose, now that I have married my mission with everything that I'm doing, it doesn't go anywhere. I don't keep it in a box anymore. I'm not trying to keep it over here and this is my business over here. Now that I'm allowing myself to express that, yeah, I show up a little differently. I feel a little differently. Cool. Yeah, me too. I was gonna say for you, that started when you decided to start teaching dancing. Yeah, exactly. All right, we're going to talk to people about what life is like before we had, before you had a mission, before you had a purpose, before you knew that this was something you were going to do no matter what. Yeah. What was life like for you? What were you doing? This was a hobby. I mean, in a way, you could still call it a hobby, but um, I was doing nine to five, right? I was doing nine to five. Um, I made some pretty. I mean, I did make a few good investments, some smart investments working nine to five. So I can sort of more afford to be a little loosey goosey right now. But, um, you know, I, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have a calling. I didn't have a passion. I was just, you know, trying to work as much as I could and put my money away as much as I could. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, here I am. So, okay, you don't get away with that with me. Okay. There's a, there's a story here that, that this this uh, shift from I'm working nine to five as many hours as I can, I'm saving my money, I'm making investments, really good sound strategies, by the way, to save and invest. I think more people could um, embrace that earlier and earlier, and then we would have fewer issues as we get older and older. So you're, you're working, you're investing, you're saving. What happened? What was the day that you decided I'm ready? Well, I did have children and I stopped working at that point and I homeschooled. You started working at that point. I know what homeschooling is. That's in the long hours. The nine to five went away. <laughs> and the nine to midnight came into play. Anyway, so yeah, I started homeschooling. I homeschooled my kids. And uh, once they got a little bit older and tired of me, they went to high school. And now I'm on doing this, uh, you know, as often as I can. Got it. Okay. So you're on this journey and you have, you have, you, you know, in a lot of ways, I'm like envious. You had this uh, transition period from corporate to now doing what you absolutely love and what is your calling in the world. And the power of giving yourself just the permission not to go back to corporate. Did you yeah. ever struggle with that? No. <laughs> but I will say, you know, it's not, you know, I, I love teaching dance and I love dancing, but my classes, you know, are not huge classes. I mean, 
Bonnie? I feel the, like they should be a lot bigger. You are shooting on yourself. And I heard it coming through. Now, I'm going to just give a disclaimer because I need your permission. Yeah. May I help you get out of Shouldville? Sure. Yes, okay. please. All right. So this was unscripted, guys. Here we go. Bonnie, when it comes to the money that you have spent, you have invested, the, the money that you have invested that did not get a return and the money you have spent on things, would you be willing to repeat something after me? Sure. Every penny I have ever spent was well spent. <laughs> Come on. Every penny I have spent was well spent. My fingers are crossed. Because yeah, I, I, I was going to say, on a, scale, on a scale of one to 10, how true is that for you, where 10 is truth? And you got your fingers crossed. So uncross your fingers. Yeah. Okay, well, I, I get the feeling that was not comfortable. Let me make it a little easier. You ready? Yeah. We're, we're going to make the sentence longer. Oh. Every... Every penny I have ever spent was well spent, even if I would not spend a penny that way today. Okay, there you go. Every penny I have spent was well spent, even though I would not spend those pennies the same way today. How does that feel? Better. Cool. That repeated till your brain picks up that pathway is actually freedom from guilt around money. That's one pathway out of shouldville where you think I should have not done that or I should have not spent that or all of those should things. And so this is the first path, all right? Every penny I have ever spent was well spent even if I would not choose to spend a penny that way today, okay? Good. Now we're going to go into the other one that trips people up. You ready? Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about time. Repeat this after me, Bonnie. Every second I have ever lived was well lived. <laughs> Every second I have lived was well lived. Uh-huh. On a scale of one to 10, where 10 is truth, where's your number? Five. Not bad. All right, we're going to make it longer. You ready? Every second I have ever lived was well lived, even if I would not choose to live a second that way today. Mm. Every second I have lived was well lived, even though, even. Uh, even though every second I have lived, I may not choose to live it that way again. Good enough. How did that feel? Better. Better. All right. Repeated. So you lay down the new neuro pathway. That's actually freedom oh. from regret. Mm. That frees you from regret. Guilt and regret are neighborhoods in should yeah. okay. So these two out of the four paths, how is that feeling? It's good. You know, those, uh, those regret and uh, guilt, those are the crabs, right? <laughs> they, they absolutely can be crabs that steal your dreams and pull you down because they, 
we get so afraid of experiencing guilt and regret that we don't need other people to pull us down and keep us playing small. We start doing it to ourselves. We become our own crabs, keeping us in the bucket because outside of the bucket is scary. So with those two statements in place, you are now free from shooting on yourself ever again regarding the fact that you have done something. By the way, Bonnie, you have done something that so many people dream of and never take the first step towards doing, which is you've said, I see the world as being better when people can get their souls to dance. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to teach people how to reconnect their body and their soul through dance. You decided you were going to change the world and this was your vehicle because you have always danced. You don't have to learn something new, but you do have to learn how to speak about it in a way that says this will transform your world. And when you stand in that power, you know, and I got to guess that we're on to something really cool for you. So would you like to get the third way out of Shouldville? Yes, please. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Every word. And this is a long one in the front. All right. And I'm going to do this the way my, I would, I'm going to channel my grandfather. My grandfather was a preacher. Here we go. Every word I have ever read every word a teacher ever said was useful. Mm. Try that. Every word I have read and every word a teacher has said was cool. Are your fingers crossed this time? No. All right. So on a scale of one to 10, where 10 is truth for you, what's your number? Uh, six, seven. Cool. All right. Here you go. You ready? We're going to make it longer. Every word a teacher ever said. Well, sorry, I messed it up. Let me try again. Every word I have ever read, every word a teacher ever said was useful, even if I disagree with it. Yeah. Every word I have said and every word, every word I have read and every word a teacher said was useful, even if I disagreed with it. Yes, absolutely. I can give that a 10. All right. That is freedom from judgment, Bonnie. We stop judging other people as wrong. And the minute we stop judging other people as wrong, we start, we stop judging ourselves as wrong. Yeah. So that's freedom from judgment. All right. So you got freedom from guilt, freedom from regret, freedom from judgment. You ready for the next one? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Take a deep breath. Every person I have ever met enriched my life in some way. Every person I have met has enriched my life in some way. Are your fingers crossed? No, but I'd give that like a four. (laughs) All right, let's make it longer. You ready? Mm -hmm. Every person I have ever met enriched my life in some way, even if I would not choose to spend a second with them today. (laughs) 
every person I have met has enriched my life in some way, even if I would choose to not spend one second with them today. How does that feel? Yeah, that feels better. That's freedom. Better. Bonnie, that's freedom from blame. Uh, so you stop immediately this conversation in the head that said, who's at fault? Who's to blame? And so that goes away when you embrace this. And you know what happens when you stop blaming other people? You stop blaming yourself. And that means you don't ever have to slide down into the shame because the only path to shame is through blame when we blame ourselves. And if we stop the blame, we don't slide into shame anymore. Yeah. Nice. So this is actually the talk that we teach. And it is the cure for self-sabotage. Yeah. So we teach this to the teens as the talk to stop self-sabotage. And we teach it to them as a script that then they get to go out and practice with their friends. That's wonderful. I really appreciate you being willing because your whole energy has changed. I mean, it's like, cool. Now, now that you've got your, your swagger back, darling, take us on a dance move. Take us into what is this that, that we can do right now together that's going to embody this energy that you are now. I mean, you got some swagger now, girl. <laughs> well, one thing, the biggest thing, what I do all the time in my class is breathe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I like to lift my arms and make a circle and breathe and let it go. Oh, yummy. And then I oh, go the wow. other way. So. My back just cracked. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Reach out. Yeah, your back cracked. Well, that's good. One more time, both ways. Take a big breath. Inhale. Hold the breath for a second. Let it go. And the other way, last time, big breath. Open the arms, open the chest, reach out, shoulders down, and let it go. And just, you know, I mean, how long was that? 30 seconds? And yeah. just that, which you can do, you know. I didn't even working. realize I'd started schlumping, but, but boy, my yeah. back is now like, cool. Yeah, roll your shoulders a little bit. So it's a good way to just revitalize your body a little bit. We, you know, put the air in, put the breath into the body cool put the breath into the body all right what else so give us one more thing that we can do and then we're going to tie a bow on all of this for people you know uh one thing about you know exercise i don't know if i need to tell you this exercise is one of the best things you can do for yourself right i mean walking if your if your thing is bicycling or being on the treadmill or or you know just sitting you know going for walks going for hikes playing tennis swimming whatever your thing is do it because more evidence is coming out that 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 exercise is the best thing you can do for yourself period it helps all of your body structures it helps your skin it helps your brain it helps your heart it helps your lungs so just yeah. do it, whatever it is. When you're talking um, about preventative space, 
exercise, water, and nutrition, healthy, you know, those three things are at the top of everybody's list. And yet those are the three things that people struggle with the most. Yeah, I love the fact that you came in this with this conversation of it all counts. Yeah. It all matters. Right. And so I think when it comes to exercise, that's a pretty good philosophy, Bonnie, that, that people might want to do is it all right. matters. It doesn't all matter. matter. So yep. take a walk around the block. It counts, right? There we go. I mean, I take a walk around my living room. Well, to walk a bunch of times around your living room. <laughs> yeah, I do that. Actually, um, recently I've dusted off a stationary bike. And so now, now I have that that I'm using along with some of the things that I do to keep my brain active and my attitude good. And being able to combine these things. So if you would love to read a book, you could go for a walk while you read. Just be mindful crossing streets. Yeah, or you can listen to it on the headphones, right? Good point. Yeah, that would be safer probably. <laughs> but as far as dance, mm -hmm. that adds another element because of the creativity. Oh, cool. And being creative is really also, so it's one of the best things you can do for yourself too. Because there have been studies, you know, that have shown that creativity in and of itself has, has prevented, uh, has made people live longer in their older lives. Just being creative. It's better than crossword puzzles or Sudoku puzzles or bridge or, you know, those kinds of activities. Being creative keeps, the longevity going. Um, they feel that they're expressing themselves. They're tapping into their emotions, into their soul, uh, and they have a. They feel like they have a purpose. So Ooh, you know, wait, 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 wait. Pause. That was impressive, and it was amazing, and I want to capture it. Being creative fulfills that part of the brain that seeks purpose for our lives. Is that what you said? Yeah. Wow. Oh my goodness. Well, no wonder I struggled to feel like I had a purpose. Wow. You thought you weren't creative. <laughs> oh, not that I thought that I wasn't. I just didn't think I had time. I was too busy to be creative. Well. So there we go. I mean, that's pretty amazing. Um, and it's funny because they came together. When I found my purpose, well, I didn't find it. When my purpose tapped me on my shoulder, when my daughter broke the silence on her multiple suicide attempts, yeah. that day will live forever with me. That seemed to have opened up my creativity because that's when I started writing again. And that's when all of these tools like leaving Shouldville started to be created. So there's a huge connection here for me that maybe it's, there is no chicken or egg conversation. Maybe it doesn't matter what goes first, whether it's your purpose or your creativity, but give yourself permission to be creative. If your purpose might find you. Exactly. Cool. I That's like right. that. And there's a myth about being creative that only musicians or writers or painters or dancers are creative. And if you're not one of those, you can't be creative. 
but that we know is not true because creativity is connecting two ideas together and trusting oh. yourself. Okay, so if, if that's it, well, now there's a different definition of creativity. Um, creativity is connecting two ideas together and trusting yourself. Yeah, yes. So if you are doing that, if you're trusting yourself and you're taking this idea, taking that idea, wait, I can do this. I could put, maybe I could do that. Maybe I could do this. You are being creative. Now, coming up with the painting after the fact or the music after the fact, that is part of the creative process, but that's not being creative. I mean. Got it. And it, and it could be a new organizational system for my office, or it could be, you know, dinner. That's right. Okay, so exactly. the expression doesn't matter. The methodology is connecting two ideas together and trusting yourself enough to take action on them. Yes, exactly. Because Ooh, I like that. Verb. I like that. That is cool. All right. And um, I would also say, like, here's another myth of creativity. People think, you know, they have to go, they have to leave their environment. They have to, like, you know, meditate and clear their mind and not have any distractions. And then they can be creative, right? But that, too, is all wrong because, cre <laughs> because creativity needs input. It needs the, the stimulus. You know, you, you want to have stuff coming. You know, you don't want to be overwhelmed, but you want to have that. Now, a lot of times when you're not thinking of something, you know, you get those eureka moments. So I think people think that you have to kind of like go out into nature and then it's going to strike you. But indeed, it's the stuff that you've already put into your, that you've seen, that you've experienced, that you've had, you know, that experience with that is going to make you have that eureka moment and connect the two. Awesome. Oh, Bonnie, that is just delightful. And this conversation about soul dancing is wonderful. All right, let's wrap it up and bring it home. If you want your soul to dance, prepare for dance, prepare for it. Every movement matters. Everything counts, yep. Everything counts, thank you. Everything counts. Creativity is a natural activity. It is simply putting two ideas together and trusting yourself enough to take action. And what's the last piece? Well, the third myth is that there's a right side of the brain. Maybe this is your right side. Your right side of the brain and the left side of the brain. And creativity is in the right side. So if you are creative, you have right side. If you're left brain, you're not creative. But again, the studies they have shown is that creativity uses both sides of the brain. There's all this activity going. So... It doesn't matter if you consider yourself right brain, left brain, you know, you are creative. You can do it. You, if you, you trust know? yourself, if you come from the heart, things together, take action, create. There we go. I love it. Come from the heart, trust yourself, take action, create. There we go. All right. Bonnie, thank you so much for being willing to come on the show. Thank you for trusting me enough to walk you through leaving Shouldville. Um, and most of all, thank you for simplifying the definition of creativity down to something that my brain can actually grasp. That was amazing. And I love 
all of the things that you have shared. So we will go out and let people move creatively yes. with some music. What and do you I'm, think? Yeah, and I'm asking yours to try a free class with me. Oh my goodness, there it is, Katie, to my rescue. Bless you, Katie. All right, so for those who don't know, Katie is my tech support. She's also my oldest daughter and she watches my assets and all of that. So yes, Bonnie, this is an amazing gift. Tell me, okay, so the dance classes exist online. They can get, they can set it up. They can just go there. They can show up for a class. Yes, they sign up on Eventbrite to get the Zoom link, right? It's Got free, it. they can get a free class. Uh, your user, your audience can get a free class. So they need a little bit of room. I do it in my, my living here, actually. Uh, a little bit of room to move around. You can see my, when I'm teaching, you can see my whole body. The Zoom, of course, a screen. Yeah. Something cool. comfortable to wear. And, there we go. Uh, just show up to have fun and be ready to move. Awesome. Feels like no one's watching. <laughs> there we go. We, I love that expression. So yes, dance like no one's watching. And the truth is everybody else is going to be paying attention to what they're doing. So they're not going to be caring anyway. So That's I right. love that. All right. So thank you so much because I did really not want to stop talking with you before we talked about that because that is such a great gift. Thank you, Jackie. This is delightful. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. <laughs>